This episode of We Are No Alamo, the mental health podcast, is brought to you by Charity Charge. Charity Charge is a public benefit corporation dedicated to serving nonprofits across the globe. By creating the Charity Charge World MasterCard, cardholders everywhere can earn 1% cash back in the form of a donation to the nonprofit of their choice every time you make a purchase. Charity Charge was created to provide a free and easy way to support organizations such as the United Way, Junior League, YMCA, Kids with Pediatric Cancer, and the Toby Keith Foundation. Charity Charge has also been featured in Forbes, Yahoo Finance, and most recently, Fast Company. Check out the only business credit card created and designed to benefit nonprofits everywhere. Please visit www.charitycharge.com. Again, that is www.charitycharge.com for more information about how you can make a difference in your community. Is the ad over? Bless you. Bless you. Oh, good girl. Okay. We live. Wow. (laughs) That's a first. I appreciate it. We've got so much energy in the room at the Charity Charge podcast studio with Paige Whalen from... Yeah, what's up, Steven? What's up? She's here from We Are No Alamo. The mental health podcast. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely. No, it's my pleasure. It's the first time we've gotten to meet in person, although we've known each other for a while. (laughs) You recently reached out and we reconnected and Mm -hmm. it's, it's awesome since you're based here in Austin that we can do this in person. I think I reached out to you initially because this was an idea of mine, honestly. Now and I, I just re- needed an, like some, like, how do I do this? And now it's a year later. I'm like, oh, it's actually happening. Like, Steven, you're doing, come on, like, help me out again. Just and then, the concept of charity yeah, charge. And, not, and your you mission know, statement really resonated. I really appreciate you saying that. One of the um, byproducts of just starting this is I've had quite a few people reach out that said, Oh, I always had the idea for that. Or I always thought this should be a concept or, you know, they're doing something that's tangentially related from a, you know, a business model or concept to, to charity charge. So it's super cool. And we can dive into all that, but I do want to, you know, make this about your organization and what you're doing. Um, so, you know, without further ado, you know, I'll just mention that Paige is the founder of we are no Alamo. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about what that organization's all about. And then we'll get into the why and, you know, a bunch of other things. Yeah. So basically we are no Alamo, the mental health podcast. We're reducing stigma by increasing awareness about mental health and mental illness. We like to neutralize the language called MI and um, because people are still afraid to talk about it. um, Even though it's an invisible illness in and of itself, right? If you have a broken bone, you can see that that's broken. But if you have, you know, some sort of mental health diagnosis going on, People don't really know how to help you because they don't see a broken bone, right? So what I've learned over the past few years since being hospitalized and diagnosed myself with um, bipolar and depression and everything like that, um, I found it easier instead of just therapy to find people who are in my same situation and just talk about it, you know? And We Are No Alamo came about because, um, shout out Nikki, my roommate in the hospital from before. Um, there were people in the hospital who did the same thing. Like if you're not in the studio, but y'all can see like there's writing on the walls and stuff. Um, a patient 
wrote this thing and it said you were not alone. But they had given us like granddaddy of all Benadryl. And we were like, what does that say? You were no Alamo? That's so weird. So whenever we got out, um, Nikki and Sheila and I, we all went to Yard Bar. Right? Nice. And That's awesome. We were just talking about that yesterday. That's yeah. awesome. I'm, le- I'm leaning over to my fellow... Um, my fellow Daniel. What are we... Not... Uh, <laughs> The Batman to my Robin or the Robin to my Batman. I'm just, I don't know. It's too early on a Sunday morning, but anyway, sad. Daniel's in the studio. He, su- he supports our efforts in producing the podcast. So Thanks, yeah, Daniel. we were talking about that yard bar, but get back to yeah, the, this is, this so, is really interesting. I didn't realize that this was part of how the name was mm-hmm. born out of. Wow. And um, so we just misread it and Yana sounded weird. <laughs> yeah. Um, And we made it like, it's about us, right? Mm-hmm. So we are no Alamo and Wana, W-A-N-A. It's really good for marketing. Like you want to weigh in, you want a coffee, you want to come on the podcast kind of thing. And um, so also. How long were you in this hospital? I was, this is the second time I was hospitalized. First time was in 2015 and that was um, not, what is it called? Involuntarily Mm -hmm. hospitalized, hospitalized Um, because I was suicidal. And call the suicide hotline, 1-800-273-TALK, everybody, or text HOME to 741-741 if you're feeling danger in a crisis situation. It's National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. So did that and realized – I forgot your question already. I what was, was – no, I was just asking um, – About the name. Kind right? of know how long you, you were in the hospital this, oh, yeah, when yeah. you came up with the name for it and all of that stuff. So like first time seven days and the second time seven days, which yeah. is – pretty standard um, for observation. I appreciate you being so open and coming on. I know this is your platform and your mission now to, mm-hmm. to, to spread awareness about this. And I think the thing that you started with of how it's, you know, the invisible, you know, disease, I think is what you called it is, mm-hmm. is so true. And I think there's all different levels of extremes, you know, on, on the different sides of, of how we deal with just the shit going on in our head, you know, and, and depression and other things. Um, you know, and, and you, I, I'll say this openly, you know, to friends and people that I, they share about, and I don't mind putting it on the podcast for anyone to listen to is that, you know, I go monthly, I see a, a therapist here in Austin F-I-A. and it's, it's been a terrific, terrific experience for me. And, you know, I found, um, been seeing the same, you know, uh, gentleman for probably like eight years now. And I used to only go when I was like depressed or upset about something or whatever. And I it was like such a knee it's jerk. It's upkeep. It's mental yeah, upkeep. Yeah, it it, but it was always a, so a reactionary important. response right. of why. And then I realized about a year ago, I just getting older, maybe a little wiser. I went, yeah. shit, maybe I should just be proactive about this and go every month. And even a lot of times I'm driving over there to the appointment and I'm thinking, why, why am I going in? And then I'm like, I'm going in because I'm going in, like because I'm going in. Yeah, and it's it's been a really positive experience just to have someone that I can privately, you know, talk to, share the bullshit that's going on, all that, and quite Mm -hmm. frankly, is paid to listen to my crap. So I know, know. and that's the thing too. What I want with the podcast, like on the Facebook page, um, I said like, "What's my favorite kind of therapy?" And it's recording Wana every week because you do get to talk to people who are going through the same thing or the same situation and it's become kind of like my therapy, but there's no like replace replacement for actual like m- medical help. 
Right. If people, because your platform of Wana is, you know, the, the product, so to speak, is through the podcast. I mean, mm-hmm. I assume, tell people how they could find find it and listen to the, the episodes and the interviews you have. Great. And such. Yeah. So the good thing about We're in Alamo, the mental health podcast, is that if you Google it, we're the only one in there. Love it. <laughs> so you can find us on iTunes. Um, we have some YouTube videos out there where we went out and interviewed people like on UT campus and at Austin Community College, um, asked some straight up mental health questions live. Um, so you can find us on iTunes, YouTube, and also SoundCloud. And I think there are a few now, like some FM situation, like, you know, those tiny podcast yes. things, they're picking us up. That's awesome. So I need to kind of, I use um, for what it's worth. I'll show you after the fact, but I use, um, anchor, um, anchor.fm i'm not paid by them but i think it's a really cool service where you record into there and then it pushes it out to all those I like all those platforms it. and stuff but anyway that's awesome I was like you want to talk about rss feeds right now yes let's do it. <laughs> no let's talk let's we just talk, lost like all those let's talk more about you can we can we dial back just a little bit so i mean what i think is really interesting when i when i meet people that are you know creating organizations it, it's often obviously born out of their personal experiences which you've shared but um a lot of times, and we even talked about this, and I, I'm so impressed that you've taken, you know, the first and many steps beyond that to get this going and all of that. But um, how, how quickly did it really all come about that you said, let's turn this into action? And was it, did it seem difficult to like get started? I was the question I ask myself every day. It's like, how do I get this started? And then it's been over a year and I'm like, oh, I started it. You know what I mean? And finally, I mean, the past week, and people have finally started commenting and, you know, we got 34 more and it sounds childish, you know, but in two days you get 34 likes, like that's amazing. And then we have eight reviews on iTunes, but and, you have a bunch of episodes. See, I was, yeah. So yeah. we've literally recorded every Friday since I started this idea. Awesome. Um, so never missed a Friday because I think if it's going to be a mental health awareness podcast, and you're decreasing stigma, you have to make sure that your audience can count on you when you say you're going to do something, because it's all about talking about a baseline, um, keeping your word, you know, being skillful with people. And if I don't come correct every Friday with my, you know, podcast as a product for people, I'm doing myself a disservice, but also I'm doing the audience a disservice. So when you ask me like, when did this kind of start. It started immediately after I got out of the hospital because of the people I met. It wasn't just the podcast. It was meeting people. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. So, and then it's a, what is, what is that saying? Like take seven years for something to happen overnight. <laughs> like Drake. Right. <laughs> you got to start in Degrassi before you become a major rap star. <laughs> no, that's amazing. I just reach. <laughs> I think about that concept a lot too. Um, I had a started uh, from the middle now. I'm, here. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, there's, there's no overnight, you know, success with anything, but I think it's just really cool that this is something that you're passionate about and that you're doing that you're, you know, committed to pursuing. Thanks, and it is scary. Um, like the people that I have on some people choose to remain anonymous. Um, and I understand that. Mm-hmm. Um, and for me personally, I look at the analytics every week. Um, of like the age groups and everyone listening types of people. And uh, I try to tailor the podcast to those audience members. Um, but 
I look at that and I don't really think about people listening to my story. You know what I mean? Like, I don't mm -hmm. want to think like, oh, my boss knows that I have bipolar disorder. Oh, my, you know, friends are going to find out that I'm depressed. So I'm looking at it as um, like this platform for others besides thinking about what people are actually hearing coming from me because it's not about me. Right. And I think that's what Charity Charge is doing too. I'm not trying to like flip it, but no, I, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I no, that's sweet. I appreciate that. But it gets me as, you know, I'm trying to think back also just our, you know, prior interactions and what kind of we're going to record today and stuff. One of the things getting back to just how you got started that I yeah. thought was a great um, concept is I think a lot of people out there have um, something that they're very passionate about and they would want to start a nonprofit to do it. Yeah. But then they're overwhelmed by, well, I have to do this paperwork and I have to create this, you know, how do I start a 501c3 and like blah, 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 blah. But what I think is really cool about you is that you just said, we can kind of wait to do that later. Let's just get started. Yeah, you talk it. a little bit about that and like what your th thought process, because sure. I think it's interesting for people that are thinking about getting going. Um, but just don't know like steps. Okay. <clears throat> Step one. I went to school for this. Shout out Dominic Bearfield and Abuasi taught me well. Bush School of Government Public Service. So number one, you got to make sure that if you're doing a grassroots campaign, that there is a need. You don't like go out and spend money starting an LLC or a 501c3 if you perceive that there is a problem. If people are perceiving a problem or an issue that needs to be addressed, then you go after that and then you try to monetize. It's been a year. Now I'm finally reaching out. Like it's real, you know, like this podcast is real. It's actually making a difference on people's lives. And um, so now that I know that this is legitimately a grassroots thing and that this is a need that people want to talk about. Now I'm moving forward with, you know, trying to do the business part of it. And I think it's really important before you start something like you did before you started this company, you saw a need, but you needed to make sure that it was actually a need. You know, you do your money. Yeah. And research. look, I really went out of order. I mean, as I was sharing with you before. So yeah. the, the advice that you're sharing is really the things I wish I had heard before. I, I probably heard. It's like get boring before you get bigger. But actually heard, you know, the <laughs> yeah. validating the market and just trying to figure out how you can get started with as little mm -hmm. risk involved, meaning usually your time and money. Right. And I mean, I will be the first to admit it. I dropped a lot of dough on someone who was an audio engineer. And he did great things for the podcast. He really did. <laughs> Be nice. We got some other people in the room. Yeah, Matthew the co-host is in the studio today. Anyway, he did great for the podcast. However, I spent too much money. And that's where I'm giving you, like, answer to your question. Don't spend money if you don't have to. Like, learn it yourself first. Because as part of being a face of an organization, right, you are supposed to be the leader. You are supposed to be the coach. Like you're going to tell me to go run a five minute mile coach. All right, you go run a five minute mile first and then I'll do it. So that's kind of what I'm trying to do now. And uh, so that's a big lesson I learned. Just like, I think it started backwards. Like, I think I started too big with that part. Um, and that's why I wouldn't, I was kind of shooting shop with Steven about his mics. <laughs> like, should I grab my mics? Yeah. I mean, look, we, we try to overproduce a lot of things too. Um, yeah. and that's why we've, we've taken a lot of different stabs at content over the past couple of years. And I've had two awesome people, Aaron and Connor that, um, are graduates now of UT that produced a ton of video content for us and were awesome. Yeah. But it was like, 
too much, you know, it's and that's why yes. I've really just scaled this down to make it easier. I mean, there's a lot of lessons I could record on my thoughts on just a podcast, you know, mm-hmm. in general or video production on a kind and of we cut the video budget. right now. It's straight audio, but this, yeah, I mean, we're just going straight in and I got mm-hmm. my mixers and my mics and whatever. And this laptop mm-hmm. is like, feels so light and nerdy. Crazy. Can you hear this thing? Like, it's like so over done. <laughs> I just realized we should get, we'll do a, we'll do a video this time. We always <laughs> take pictures and stuff too, but we could get like little clips or whatever. But, um, Hey, hey. Um, no, I think a lot of the things that you're sharing are awesome about, you know, um, how you got started with We Are No Alamo, literally from, you know, being in the hospital and coming up with the name. Yeah. For and also it. for people not in Texas, you know, the Battle of the Alamo, everyone yes. like died. <laughs> Basically, I know that kind of sucks. However, <laughs> except one person, but they're all in it together. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of like it too. So as you've started now with um, recording a ton of episodes and focusing on the product. It's so nice of you to say yes. a ton. Like there's 35. Well, Almost there. I think actually if we're going to talk about kind of this whole concept of mental health and everything, Do it. I think part of it is actually people, we all, if we can figure out a way to do it for ourselves, it's awesome. But also we, we need kind of confirmation and validation. support and validation from other people. But when we were chatting on the phone, whatever that was like two weeks ago, mm-hmm. um, the way that you were voicing it to me, I was like, oh, so they haven't even gotten started. They have no episode. And then we're, we're talking, we're talking. I'm like, wait. You, you've recorded some and then I pull it up and you had like, what, 30, 40, 50 episodes or, That's been or more? Yeah. I mean, so I was really impressed and I was like, whoa, you've already, you've already taken the steps to go mm-hmm. like pat on the back, you know, Thank you. just keep going. Yeah, so, I know that's like mission statement's great. Now go get that money. I'm like, yeah. Okay. That's the next step. I don't know how to do that. Yet. <laughs> it's the hardest step. But well, right. what's really so let's t- talk about that because I think it's interesting where the stage that you're at is um, a lot of people want to focus on like the after effect of like this company's a billion dollars or whatever. And there's a lot That's of not what there's, this is about. there's a lot of talk about, you know, how to get started or whatever. Yeah, kind of you've done that. But now you're in the spot where you've got a platform. You've more Don't or less follow. figured out stuff, but you want to take that next level. So mm-hmm. what where do you where do you think you need to go? So shout out team catapult. I also reached out to Chris McClendon. Nice. Um, Chris, if you're listening, you need to call hey, Steven, get with charity charge. I'm partner with you. Um, so I already forgot what you're asking. Well, here, let me Let's set it. <laughs> l- 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 let me set it up. You started, you've started this while me, you know, having a full-time job and, and doing things to bring in income, but this was something you were passionate about. So you were right. doing, we are no Alamo, but I believe the stage that you're at now is you would love to be able to pursue it full-time. Yes, exactly. Right? Mm-hmm. So what do you, th- w- w- talk about that? What's so, going on in your mind of that transitionary period and how to transition? Thank you. So you brought up a, a really good point last time we spoke, um, which is larger corporations. They actually do have, um, budgets specifically for certain um, nonprofit types or projects. All you got to do is go out and find them. And so in your email, you say, oh, you're just saying it's great. Now go find that money. I'm like, uh, okay. So my next step really is there's an audience here. Now I'm going to go sell it, you know, and I feel confident enough to do that. And um, so that is the next step. But how we got here, Matthew as well, like he's, been the co-host for almost the whole time and it's it's another step that I'm afraid to do but I was afraid to start this I was afraid to talk about MI and suicide and mental health awareness because the stigma is so great 
I have a service animal um, and it's difficult for me to really think about um, jobs that I might not be able to get because people don't perceive MI or ADA accommodations as a necessity like a cast. You know what I mean? So I'm, I just want to make it clear to people that we are not like fragile things. We're like the same as everyone. So I hope that that part of it will kind of engage people in wanting to kind of sponsor the podcast. No, I think so. And look, my, my kind of point to you from our first call and then um, chatting, you know, earlier, you know, moments ago is that it touches everyone's lives, right? We all, we all deal with it on some level of degree of, you know, emotional kind of roller coaster of life. Yeah, everyone goes through some sort of depression, you know, just life. There's obviously, you know, like anything in life, there's, there's things, you know, on different sides of the spectrum and everywhere in between. Um, but also people have, you know, family members that have been touched by this or not. And so I think the practical point that I'm making to you or anybody that's, you know, at a nonprofit and is thinking of how do we raise money and thinking of the corporate route, you know, what's happened and changed over the past, I would say certainly decade plus now, um, and, and very much more over the past five years is companies on all of all revenue sizes, recognizing the need for, um, community engagement, corporate social responsibility, and recognizing how they can, how they can use that as a tool to get more engaged. And my point to you is that, um, not every company is going to care about, you know, mental illness or, you know, being, you know, a funder of these sorts of initiatives. They might care about cancer they might care about homelessness or they might, you know, something like that, but there definitely are companies out there. Mm -hmm. And what, what companies have done, um, which I think is very smart is really try to tailor their message about what they care about as an organization um, to be very specific. And so you can seek out and try, kind of pre-qualify those companies. So if you see that they're, you know, their whole mission about what they support is as a company is they, they care about cancer research. They're not going to care. Gonna, yeah. I'm not going to waste time there. <laughs> right. Exactly. Um, I got and, that going on. Yeah. And I think the flip side of it, when I've talked to a lot of business owners is that they were to be candid getting tired of being hit up by, by such a variety of nonprofits that were saying, Hey, you're a company support us. Right. And then they would have to go through a whole evaluating process. There's a lot of extra work for them. So companies yeah. have gotten smarter, um, but there's no, you know, smarter, more strategic call what you want, but there's plenty of dollars out there. Yeah. To, to and go that after only means about. like for us, right. That we have to be strategic and smart and like keep on that level because if the companies are doing that and we are not like staying like on par with that, then we're going to get left on the back burner. Totally. And the other thing that I would say is you want to develop in any nonprofit, very um, great longstanding relationships, hopefully to have them, you know, cultivate that relationship and continue to have them support. And I've seen the flip side of it, of um, plenty of nonprofits that I've met with and talked with. And when I kind of get one-on-one and I ask them about like, well, what's keeping you up at night? You know, what's, what's bothering you? What's the hassle? Mm-hmm. You know, it's constantly, well, you know, we had this grant from this foundation and it was awesome. And they funded us for like the past three years, but they told us like, they're changing their position. Like they instead now want to be supporting this. They're like, we don't know like who's going to fund us, what we're going to do. So a That's lot of times. got plans B through Z yeah. partner. Yeah. Or you figure out, I mean, what we had, you know, yesterday um, on the podcast, we had um, Ubuntu, 
that's that yeah. moving through life. And, you know, they're really focused on a earned revenue model, mm-hmm. um, which is great too, because they're kind of in control of their own destiny as opposed to just uh, having pure, you know, philanthropic, you know, donations from, from individuals or corporations. Can or you explain grants. a little bit about that business model? Cause I've only heard of like, totally about the, the loss versus the, I've just looked at the Amazon revenue or business model lately. So, Oh, so they sell, um, they have a cafe okay. that, that makes money. They sell, um, bottled water. They also make shoes and bracelets. So you can do anything, everybody yeah, out there. Yeah. So you could have, I mean, you could even have some, um, wanna gear or something. Yeah. You know, put me down for a t-shirt. I mean, I'm, I'm I in. got a sticker for you. I think. All right, let's do it. <laughs> Uh, no, I appreciate that. We have a sticker wall in there, actually. Yeah. So we'll do that. And then I've been forgetting to get people to sign it. But um, I think that the path that we were just going down there is just that, uh, you know, if you're looking to raise, you know, corporate corporate dollars and stuff, that I would do your desk research first. And just you'll be able to find organizations that care about what you what you care about. And then figuring out for you, which is super cool, you're literally creating a medium for awareness. So I mean, they could be a sponsor of your podcast, there's different ways that you're going to be able to throw it right back to them to provide a lot of value for their, you know, yeah. organization. And I think I finally have my elevator speech a little tied down. We'll say, cause it's, you know, it's difficult saying, what is weird? I don't know. I'm into a podcast. Like, well, this is, oh, I get it now, you know, kind of thing. Um, so I'm going to have to tighten that up, but I do like what you said about the grants situation. I just kind of like, I have a paper, an academic paper out there. It's called um, Partnerships with Nonprofits and like smaller organizations versus larger ones. So if you are a nonprofit or trying to be and uh, you go find another partner um, organization, let's say NAMI, National Association for Mental Illness. Um, if I had reached out or if I reach out to them, that would be like a child going to a parent organization, right? You already know that they might have funding there. Um, so that's where I'm going to start, I think. What do you think? Or should I go after private companies? It's like literally, this podcast is really about bouncing ideas off of YouTube right now. <laughs> I think that you should. I had a really practical point when we originally talked on the phone about what I would do about this. I would, um, I would reach out to everyone that's in your network through like email, LinkedIn, Facebook. I would let them know what you've been up to because it's really amazing. It's like, hey, I got started. This is what I've been up to the past year. I want to take the next step because I'm passionate about, you know, growing this organization and what it could become. Right. This is what I'm looking for. You Mm. know, individually, you can support me this way. Click donate. If you work for a company that you think would be interested in this, like, please put me in touch with the, you know, head of. CSR or like the CEO or whoever you think the right decision maker was, I would reach out to your, your network to try to go from point A to point B um, in terms of getting some of those introductions. Um, And then I would also leverage whatever current audience that you have, because if those people are listening, they, they likely, obviously they're passionate about what you're doing, but they're going to be connected to people that could be supportive. So I would, I would look internal first rather than external mm-hmm. um, of all the touch points that you have with your, you know, listeners and also your, your personal network. Yeah. it's good advice. Thank you. And you said um, your, like your current audience that you're passionate about. I kind of want to hit on, on that a little bit because 
um, we talked a little bit about family earlier. And I just kind of want to let anyone know, like, if your internal network doesn't include your biological family and they don't really um, either don't believe in what you're doing or don't believe in MI or your cause or whatever, that's not your audience. Your audience is the current people who are passionate about your project, right? So I just want like shout out everyone who's trying to do something kind of out of the ordinary and especially like we are no Alamo. Not everyone is going to believe in it at all. And I've learned like there's going to be some backlash, you know, and you might lose some friends, but I've gained a lot more and I've gained a lot more knowledge through this process. I am so happy that you said that. And that is such a important lesson that anyone that's that's, that's putting themselves out there and and starting something Mm -hmm. um, needs to understand and to learn is to, you know, not everyone's going to love what you do and not everyone's going to support it. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's likely, I mean, we, we talked about first kind of validating the market or putting it out there. Mm-hmm. There will be people that are passionate about it. And to give a really practical point that, you know, I need to keep so close in, you know, for example, for what I'm doing, especially starting with charity charge on the consumer card product side, right. um, while a third of Americans don't use their credit card points, two thirds do and really value them. So I can't tell you how, especially when we initially launched in probably the first year, yeah. I would be so pissed off when my friends would not get a charity charge card. I'm so pissed like, off when people don't listen to the podcast. I'm like, yeah. you were just on it. Go listen like, to it. <laughs> what the fuck? How are you so selfish when you live in America? That's a judgment. That's all a that. judgment. No, but I'm just, but I'm being honest when we think about like what's inside our heads. Exactly. You know, I that's, that's how I felt where I couldn't believe that these people that like I believed were my friends and I grew up with them or have known them for years. And like, they've known I've been working on this and all that. I'm like, how could you not sign up for a no annual fee credit card? That's going to improve your credit score. And you could just use it for like a percent of your purchases or whatever, Yeah, you know, but instead that's your bag. It's not their bag. Yeah. And their message to me was like, well, I, whatever. So we're gonna go down this whole thing. (laughs) But I've realized like, you got to just have grace and let it go because on the flip side, I have, we, I have, we have amazing cardholders that like have quote bought into our mission and it's like a fit and it makes sense. And like, I just want to celebrate and thank all of them and not try to sell to the unsellable, so to speak. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And it just, it is what it is and you have to kind of have grace with it. But boy, that you talk about like mental health and like just baggage that wears you down as an entrepreneur trying to push something uphill. And then your best friends that should love you you know, and support you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's the flip side that I always try to do. And I advocate, um, is I now being in that situation, try, and I'm not perfect. So call me out if anyone needs support and I haven't given it to you, but I try to think about like, what is the way that I can support people? Because, um, it, I think it's so important that, you know, if you're friends with someone and they're doing something cool that you just, you buy their product or you yeah, use their you service, try. you know, help so in <clears throat> intensive outpatient, which is so um, I need to just say, do it. I'm gonna have to stop the recording and we're gonna pick it up. I have a 30 minute limit, so hang on a second oh, here. You're so okay, we're back. Okay, All um, right. we're back. So, <laughs> in intensive outpatient therapy, um, usually you can go there anytime. Um, I went to Seton, uh, it's called DBT, dialectical behavioral therapy. If you want to help somebody and learn how to communicate better, um, all of these DBT exercises are out there. 
um, there's this one and you keep saying should, like they should do this. They should do this. They should do. That's a judgment statement that is putting, that is placing something on someone that they don't necessarily need or maybe even deserve for what you think. So my favorite one, um, is dear man for communication. D describe your emotion. E explain a assess or reinforce M maintain your position. A go back and then in um, negotiate. And at the end of that negotiation, after you've gone through like, this is how I feel. This is the situation. Um, how can we negotiate? And do you hear me? And negotiation does not always have to mean um, agreement, complete agreement. Um, but if you, if you learn how to do that and hear your judgment statements, like the shoulds and the why and the buts, you know, those words, they leave little room for people to really open up to you. It's like, oh, you have this pain, but I have this pain too. Oh, you have this thing, but you should have done this. Does that make sense? So if you're like wanting to communicate with people like you were talking about, there are ways that Matthew, my co-host and I were trying to live when we go meet people. And I think that's one of the big reasons why We Are No Alamo has taken off because when we go out and market, that is exactly what we bring to the table. Like, this is how we communicate. This is what we would like for you to know. Do you want to be a skillful friend? Which means like hold each other accountable, you know, like call each other, just check in, things like that. Um, That's really a big part of like our growth over the past year, I think is learning how to communicate with people like that. Um, Yeah. Well, and that's communicating with the world, you know, I mean, I think trying to understand other people's perspectives and how you can, everybody communicates differently. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are definitely broad personality types and, and, you know, I think different sections kind of that you can, you can put the broader personalities yeah. of people into and figure out how to communicate. But within that, there's always subtleties and things. And, mm-hmm. um, and sometimes just I- outlines like that, like they take away the nuances. They mm-hmm. take away the text message talk. It's like, this is how I feel. It's my emotion. We're going to reinforce it. Da, da, da. What are we going to do about it? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think the other thing that's been helpful for me in, in business that I've learned through growing charity charge, kind of the business side and then apply to life is being very clear with myself of what, my, my the outcome that is that I want. Right. Cause then I can communicate that back to the person and be really matter of fact of, right. You know, this is what I'm trying to accomplish. This is something, you know, you want to be a part of, or how do you feel about it? Or have you ever, um, like Matthew, uh, recently took a new job, Congrats, Matthew, but his mom said shout something, out. shout out really profound. And it was like, moms usually do dude. Shout out to my mom. Structures bomb. Call your mom. It's one of our, like highest rated episodes on iTunes shit. Really? I just called my mom right before this. Structures mom, call your mom. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so what did she say? That before you go in to start this new project, write down everything that you want to see the project be. Like in the grants, like from an arena perspective. And then once you get into it, sometimes you forget a little bit about what that vision was, right? Because you get comfortable and you get used to like their own processes and procedures and, you know, their um, technology and everything like that. I thought that was very profound because you can go back and look and say, 
okay, a year ago, this is what I saw. This is what I wanted to do. Am I doing that? Do I have to reevaluate? Or not? Did you ever do anything with that charity charge? Or are you just like, I'm just liquid like funding? <laughs> yeah, there, there, there was, there was a big, um, kind of manifesto that, that I wrote that I should dust off oh my gosh. years and years and years ago. It was like 12 pages. I mean, it was absurd. Um, I've definitely overthought the whole thing because there's such a balance and there always is in life, the yin and the yang of like two, two kind of opposite ends. Of, right. And there's usually a lot of value in both. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, I think about that a little bit more now when I think about the practicality of what I want out of my life. Um, yeah. and how charity charge is a component of that, um, unless just everything, but yeah, there's a, I think thinking about not to belabor the point or make it seem so complicated. I think being clear with what your outcome and the expectations that you want mm-hmm. is, is awesome. So then you actually know, as you're moving along, are you actually getting there? Or are you off course or something? Exactly. So I think about that a lot of, um, what I want out, but it also changes over time. I mean, I will tell you that I was in initially starting this, um, thrown in to the typical path, which I think there's a lot of awareness around now, but the typical, you know, look, we're set up as a public benefit corporation, but we are a company. And, um, while I've always had the mission of like serving nonprofits in the process of getting started, I was thinking I would need all this like venture capital funding, all these things. Exactly. I was kind of put down their path of, Oh, well, you know, are you going to be publicly traded? How much money are you going to raise? How big is this going to be? Is it a billion dollars? What if someone takes the idea? Like all this bullshit. Yeah. And, but it put me in this path. I was like, Oh, I want want to publicly. And I was like, I'm going to have the, we're going to go public. And like, I'm going to be a billionaire. And I'm going to press the button on world market. That's, that's the farthest. Yeah. And that's the farthest thing from what I want right now. When you think of like all the headaches getting there and, and, you know, Um, it's not about the money. It's not about trying to be a billionaire. It's not any of that stuff. And if any of that happens, I mean, that is just a complete byproduct, but mm -hmm. being more focused right now of on a practical level of what do I actually want, you know, and what can we actually do? And that's where we are with the podcast right now. Like it's a hobby and it helps me. It helps my friends. It helps other people listening and it's like not lucrative, but I think later on, if while we keep doing it and pursuing it, that it'll gain momentum. You know, that's what I'm hoping. hundred percent. It's just like, you gotta keep going. And what you, what you gotta, find, I mean, I think you'll see is also the person of one, um, you know, when, when people reach out to you and say how much like it's helped them or it's changed their life, Mm -hmm. it's, it's so empowering and so exhilarating. And that, that kind of the process side of it, you know, for me, where we're at, um, is super awesome. I mean, we recently, I'll just give them a shout out too. like one of our newest clients is the Toby Keith foundation. They operate. Oh, I want to sing Toby Keith. I know. They operate, (laughs) they operate a home in Oklahoma city called okay. Kids corral does uh, 25,000 square foot facility for kids with uh, pediatric cancer and their families to host them and, and whatnot. But uh, the moment that they, you know, came on board as a, as a client to work with us, it was like so exhilarating. It was just cool. And I was like, this is why I'm doing it. It's like about that feeling of, you know, getting to serve them, work with them. And just like the excitement of like, wow, like this idea, this product that, you know, I created 
is going to be used by them. And, you know, again, and then as each group comes on board, we just had another group, um, you know, on Friday, kid smart down in new Orleans. Like it's just, that's the fun for me now, right now is just that process of, right. of people one. reaching out and validating what you're doing. Exactly. And to speak to that shout out, Justin Granado, um, he is at university of Texas premium basin and reached out to Matthew and I to, you know, come and do a workshop talk about, the mental health podcast. And it's the first time people have been like, Hey, you want to come talk to us about this? That's awesome. You know? And so yeah, Justin Granado, shout out, man. Huge like, shout out. Yeah. We're going to, we're going to do it. Do you have a date or approximate time when you think you might do that? Nope. Sometime. I'll, mm. I'll send it your way. Oh, that's we great. Set it up. But you operate for people just as we kind of wrap up here and stuff. Can you, can you let them know again, how they can find you, you know, both the podcast or website yeah. or social media? So or definitely um, go to www.wearenoalamo.com. Um, that's the main webpage and you can, all the links are there to, iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, everything. Um, if you have questions or comments that you would like for us to um, talk about on the podcast, email wearenoalamo at gmail.com. Um, of course, rate, review, subscribe on iTunes. And basically, if you do a Google search of We Are No Alamo, the mental health podcast, it's the first thing that pops up, baby. So... <laughs> I love it. Well, thank you so much, Paige, for coming been, in. This is awesome. It was great talking so to you. So many, many more conversations and yeah. interactions and everything. Is, this is awesome. Thank you. Thanks for and thanks to everyone on. for listening. We appreciate it. Cheers. Cheers. We still don't know how to sign off yet. Awkward pause. Oh, really? You don't know? Yeah, yeah. We've been trying to come up with a good one, but we're just going <laughs> to. Like, oh, this, this is, this is ours. Yeah, this is ours. Goodbyes uh, are so hard. Goodbyes <laughs> are so hard. Really? Remember, we want you to stay with us. Yeah. You're not alone because you're not alone. That's ours. Okay, signing off. <laughs>